My name is Angelicia. I'm 10 years old. And and why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he will stick with us through our ups and downs. And ups. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good. And sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. It's so great to be with you on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and our story today has always been special to me because my middle name is Ruth. You know, God has used so many different men and women, boys and girls from the past to make his name look great. And that's what he invites us into as well, receiving his love and forgiveness so that we can trust him, no matter how crazy our lives feel, and invite his help for us to live in his ways and love others. Last week, we talked about what happened after the Israelites finally moved into the land God had promised. They forgot him. They didn't drive out all the nations who were living there, but instead asked them about the gods they worshipped and started worshipping them too. So God didn't keep enemies from attacking their land. And instead of God being the king of their lives, their enemies told them what to do. Each time they cried out to God to help them, though, he sent someone to rescue them. And one of those leaders was called Gideon, who God used to help rescue the people from the Midianites. But even Gideon quit trusting in God to help him, And his big family turned the Israelites away from God again. At the end of the book of Judges, it said that there was no king and everyone did whatever seemed right to him instead of asking God what was right. During that time, there was a famine in the land and no one could grow food in the land God had given them. One Israelite man took his wife and two sons to the land of the Moabites to see if they could find food. They stayed there, and the man died in the land. His sons married women from the land of Moab, named Orpah and Ruth, and a few years later, the two sons died too. The man's wife, Naomi, decided to travel back to the Israelites' land with her son's wives because she had heard that God had sent the people food. On the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your parents. May God be kind to you as you have been to me and my sons and give you other husbands. She kissed them and they cried together. Orpah and Ruth said, No, we will go with you to your land and people. But Naomi said, Why would you go with me? 
Even if I got a new husband and had two more sons, would you wait until they had grown up and marry them? I'm sad because God's hand has been against me. So Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth held her mother-in-law close and wouldn't leave. Naomi said, See, your sister-in-law has left to go back to her people and her gods. But Ruth said, Don't make me leave you, for I will go wherever you go and stay with you wherever you stay. Your people will be my people and your God my God. Only death can separate us. So Naomi let her come. They traveled to Bethlehem, and everyone was surprised to see them. Naomi said, My life has been bitter, and I am coming home empty. It was the beginning of barley harvest. So Ruth said to Naomi, Let me go into the fields and pick up the leftover grain for us to eat. And Naomi told her to go. Now there was a man related to Naomi's husband, whose name was Boaz. Ruth came to Boaz's field, and when he saw her, he asked his workers, Who is this woman? And the worker said, She's the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi. She asked us if she could gather the extra grain and has worked all day long with only a short break. Boaz came to Ruth and said, Don't go to work in any other fields, but stay in mine with my female workers. You will be protected here and can drink from the water my men have drawn up from the well. Ruth bowed before Boaz and said, Why are you being so kind to an outsider like me? Boaz answered, I know all you've done for your mother-in-law since your husband died, how you left your own family and people to come live here. May you receive a reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have found a safe place. Ruth said, You're so kind and have comforted me, even though I'm not one of your workers. When it was time for the meal, Boaz said, Come, eat some roasted grain with my workers. When she got up again to work, Boaz said to his workers, Let her take grain even from what has already been gathered. Leave her extra grain to pick up too. So she worked until evening and went home with her barley grain. When Naomi saw it, she said, Where did you work today? May the man be blessed. Ruth said, His name was Boaz. And Naomi said, May the Lord bless him for his kindness to the living and the dead. He is a close relative of ours. Ruth said, He told me to stay in his field until the end of the harvest. And Naomi said, You will be safe in his field. And Ruth kept going back to work there through the barley and wheat harvests. Then Naomi said, I want to help you have a good life, and Boaz is our relative. Tonight he's getting the crop ready to sell, so I want you to wash yourself and go there and hide until he's done eating and drinking. When he lies down to go to sleep, 
lay down at his feet, and he will tell you what to do. And Ruth said, I'll do everything you say. So she went and saw Boaz lie down beside a pile of grain. She lay down at his feet, and at midnight he jumped when he noticed her, saying, Who are you? She answered, I'm Ruth, your servant. I'd like for you to redeem me and keep me safe. And he said, May the Lord bless you. This is a great kindness to me, as you haven't gone after younger men. Don't be afraid. I will do what you ask, for everyone in town knows you are a good woman. As your relative, I'd like to redeem you, but there is someone else who has has to have the chance to do it first. In the morning, I'll ask him. If he doesn't want to be your protection, then as the Lord lives, I will do it. Then he filled her cloak with grain to bring home. When she got back, Naomi said, How did it go? And Ruth told her everything that had happened. Naomi said, Don't worry, Boaz will figure everything out today. At the city gate, Boaz saw the relative he was looking for. When they sat down together with the leaders of the city, he said, Naomi has come back from Moab and is selling her land that belonged to her husband. If you would like to buy it, we can settle it with the leaders here. But if you won't, then I will. The man said, I'll redeem the land. Then Boaz said, You will also get Ruth, so that she can have a child and carry on her dead husband's name and land. The man said, I can't do it because of my own inheritance and land. You do it. So Boaz said to the leaders of the city, I want you all to hear that I'm buying this land and marrying Ruth. The people said, May you have many children and become even more important. So Boaz took Ruth as his wife, and soon she gave birth to a son. The women of the town said to Naomi, You are blessed by the Lord, and may this boy become important and comfort you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you more than seven sons, has given birth to him. And Naomi helped to raise the little boy who grew up and became the grandfather of King David. Have you ever felt like nothing in your life is going right? Like God doesn't see or care when you stub your toe or when friends tell you that you can't play with them or your parents say no to what you want again and again? Ruth probably felt like her life had fallen apart when her husband died and she had no children. Naomi had lost her husband and sons and any hope of having grandchildren. Even when she traveled back home, Naomi was bitter and mad that she had lost so much. And yet, Ruth wanted to follow her and follow her God even though she would be seen as an outsider and not a true Israelite. She was willing to live as a widow with Naomi, working hard to provide for them both, with no idea if anything would ever change. 
Do you think God saw Ruth through all of that? When any dreams of a husband and children she might have had seemed like they could never happen? When I thought about this story, I pictured God rubbing his hands together, excited about all the things he was going to make happen so that Ruth could have joy and be a part of his plan of sending a rescuer to deliver people from their sins. Because the son she had with Boaz ended up being the grandfather of King David, who loved the Lord with all his heart. And many, many years later, Jesus was born in the same family as King David. Ruth knew she needed to be protected, and God brought that protection through Boaz, who saw how she had chosen to live as an outsider among the Israelites, not trying to turn anyone's heart to the gods her parents followed, but choosing instead to follow the one true God. Ruth probably didn't know very much about God, but she was willing to stay close to Naomi and do whatever she said when Naomi wanted her to ask for Boaz's protection through marrying her. God cared about each part of Ruth's life, just as he cares about ours. But we have it even better through Jesus, because even though Boaz was called a redeemer when he married the widow Ruth, Jesus came to be our true redeemer, not only to be our protector for this life, but to take the punishment we deserved so that we can be rescued or redeemed from a death that would make us live apart from him forever. When we are joined to Jesus, We can trust him to lead us and take care of us, bring us good, and help us all the way until we die and get to see him and be with him forever. Will we believe that he sees us, whether it seems like things can ever be okay again or not? Walking with Jesus might seem absolutely crazy to those around us, especially when we're trusting him to take care of us when life feels hard or unfair. We might feel that if we don't fix our problems, no one will, so we just have to think harder to come up with a solution. Jesus might put ideas in our minds when we're not sure what to do next, but we can also say something like, I trust you to lead me, Jesus and to keep making your name great through my life. What do you want to say to me about this situation? He loves surprising us with good things, often when we don't even pray for it. But he also loves to help us recognize that goodness when it comes. Maybe the goodness will come through our family, a friend, people at church, a good book, fun times of playing in your home, or feeling his peace in your heart. Jesus loves to walk with us and share his goodness, not just in the big things that happen, which other people might notice, but in the everyday life of living with your family. And when we're willing to be a part of whatever God's doing in other people's lives, He can use our tiny part of love 
to help more people enjoy life in his kingdom. He is so glad to do it with you, with you, in your body and your personality, in your corner of the world, because you are his and he loves you. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing us from a life of hopelessness and sadness without you. Thank you for walking with us and that we can always come to you with our problems. Would you help us to listen for your answers and love those around us with your love? You are awesome and we love you. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. You can find pictures, resources, and lots more episodes on my website at aliciayoder.com. Talk to you next time.